Welcome to Coffee Conversations, episode four. I am coming to you from my living room in St. Louis, and we've got a special guest on tonight, Joe Mancuso. Let's welcome you, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Doing fine. Welcome. Uh, Thank you for being here tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, this is my first uh, <laughs> real Zoom. I can't see you just yet because I lost the window here, but... Uh, That's okay. We could just pretend for a second until I find yes. it. Yes. Oh, there it is. I think. There she blows. I got it. Okay. Technology. We, we've got it figured out, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Oh, not much. Just keeping very busy while we're in lockdown here. Um, you know, I'm, I've... I've got recently built a home studio, so now I find myself um, producing music around the clock when I'm not working my day job, which is internet marketing for some clients. And then um, miss, I'm really missing the live performance. I got to do a private gig uh, Saturday, and we practiced social distancing and all that. Oh, nice. It was, it was fun. And I'm um, producing a record for my daughter's band. I'm writing some new music, um, getting ready to do a record with Dave Black here real soon, and also with Willem von Humbrocht, a couple of jazz records. And then uh, my my music is more like, I don't know, pop, adult, contemporary, indie, rock-ish. Not really jazz, although I am writing some jazz tunes. You are. So will there be jazz on this particular album, or is that just a separate project? I think I'm going to do, believe it or not, an instrumental project of just tunes that I've, jazz tunes that I've written and hire some, you know, some of the local guys to, to, to play that. And then I'm going to come behind it and, and add lyrics to my own instrumentals. And so be able to stretch two albums out of, you know, the same music. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So what's your home studio set up like? Um, right now I have what's called a, um, Focusrite Claret 8 Pre-X. I just had eight individual inputs. I'm going to be adding eight more. So I'll have 16 so I can record drums here. I can do drums now. It's just, I, I, recording rock drums. I'd, I'd like to have about 12 channels for what I want okay. to do with them. Um, but as far as uh, this album with Crystal Lady, uh, I recorded the drums at a buddy of mine, uh, his his studio, uh, Dave Toretto. And uh, I have, uh, you know, some decent mics, um, uh, some condenser mics. I've got uh, uh, mics by Warm Audio. They're kind of like clones of uh, very expensive mics, but a little cheaper and uh nice i do yeah i do have yeah, i think we've one, got some of those at the studio too so i'm sure yeah. they're decent yeah i mean cool. they really make so didn't you didn't you own or run a studio before yeah uh, so you got some experience with engineering quite a bit actually yeah i i actually had my own studio from 90 one to 96 it was called audio arts recording and i was on hampton avenue um and I did a lot of local bands, demos, and then I got heavily on the radio production and moved to the West Coast and worked in Portland, Oregon for two years in a studio there. Um, but before that, I worked at Clayton Studios while I was going to Webster University from 86 to 90. 
and uh, also for a year before I started my own place after I graduated. So, cool. But the digital recording is kind of new to me, digital multi-tracking anyway, because back then I was still, you know, we were rolling with tape. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, it's taken me about a good six months to get used to just wrapping my head around everything with latency. and and But it's just mind-blowing how much more you can do because of it being nonlinear and with all these plugins that simulate amplifiers and microphones and just it's crazy it's in the automation you can automate every tiny little move so i find myself mixing things maybe over mixing them because there's so much i could do now yeah that's fine yeah that's really cool so you're going to be doing are you recording your own stuff then with your home studio or is that just getting set up for crystal lady uh, mainly I got it set up for Crystal Lady because they write so much new music. I figured I'd, I'd rather spend the money on equipment because I, you know, I have the know-how. I just had to get used to the new, you know, new equipment. Um, I understand all the concepts and, uh, and, and, uh, rather than spending a lot of money on studio time, I'd rather, uh, spend more time in the studio and, use money for promotion so that's what i'm now also working on is is learning how to apply my um internet marketing background to music marketing and so i'm studying some courses and um taking what i've what i've learned and, and adapting it towards music which is a little different because a lot of the stuff that i do is more b2b uh mo most of my clients are are bigger companies that are providing uh, goods or services to other companies so it's not really b2c where the music is is quite different you know but a lot of the fun, fundamental um strategies are the same you know well you've always done really well in my opinion with marketing yourself <clears throat> as far as like on an online basis um i've always thought that was one of your strong suits so you've got a good foundation going already but i would be interested to see what you find out works like moving forward since you said you're learning some new stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Cause yeah, all that stuff is like really important if you're trying yeah. to obviously do something with your music. Yeah. And there's so many people out there that are selling marketing to musicians and I'm somewhat skeptical of some of them. And I've bought into a couple of them and they really showed me a whole bunch of stuff I already know. But then I learned, I did learn some things, but um, I've also found some really good free resources for, for information. And then I found some really good ones that are not too expensive and you could pay like a monthly fee. Uh, one of them was like 37 bucks a month and you can, you know, use it as long as you want and quit whenever you want versus forking out a couple grand for someone's secret recipe and you find sure. out it's it's just a bunch of fluff, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of that circling around. They target you and yeah, I don't think you need any of that. But uh, No, that sounds yeah. like a good game plan for sure. Focusing on promotion and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many great musicians even here locally in St. Louis and I think the difference between being very successful and not, if, if you have the talent that, you know, a major star has is basically money. I mean, it takes money to 
put you in front of all of those eyeballs and for people to hear you all the ears and just to get the, you know the the uh, uh saturation in the market the exposure and you got to get on the road and you got to travel um and um i think if you know there's the, the difference is some of these people get scooped up and they they throw a lot of money behind them and they put them into their machine and that's what the record companies do but i think nowadays because of the time that we live in the internet and social media that you could you could do it yourself, but it's not easy. It's still a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work and it's time consuming and you need to have a basic understanding of what to do. Plus it's complicated because it's ever changing. Right, it's a moving target. Yeah, it's just a lot. It it is a lot of work, I will admit, but it's it's doable. I kind of wish I would have started about 10 years ago when people were still selling CDs and downloads were, you know, still occurring. Now it's just all about streaming and, yeah. and touring and making money from your YouTube channel and from your Patreon and from um, influencers and, you know, sponsors uh, until you get to the point where you've grown an audience where you can sell tickets and, and then sell merch and, you know, right. so there's a, a musician who wants to really make uh, a living at it has to be a marketer or they have to have somebody doing that for them or they've got to have money behind them in marketing, you know, or you just stay local and play local and, and have a good time. But if you want to make it, you know, to the next level, you know, it's, it's about marketing, you know, and, and you got to have a product, you got to have, have a good product, you know, but there are people that their product is suspect, but they're still very successful because they have a huge machine behind them. Right. They're doing all of the right things and it it just works out for some of them. Yeah. Well, cool. So more about you. You said you've been recording some songs. I know I saw you post, you wrote a song for your wife. Yeah. That was, is that that the most recent thing you did? Um, no, I've been writing some instrumentals. Those are the most recent. Um, I'm also kind of working on a, secret project that I can't really talk about. Okay. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> secret. And, and I've been spending a lot of time on that. What makes it secret? Uh, I really shouldn't talk about it, but it's... Uh, well, I have so many things like formulating in my mind. <laughs> Working for the CIA. It's, no, it's, just. it's music. Let's just say it's, it's comedy music. Comedy. <laughs> Okay. Like Weird Al? <laughs> um, kind of, yeah. But well, I, we'll just I, have to wait and see. Yeah. And if, if it does well, then I'll release the, uh, I'll talk more about it. But I don't want to uh, jeopardize what I'm doing now as far as a local, you know, jazz performer. Or, yeah. I don't know. Totally makes talk. sense. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, because you are a jazz vocalist at heart, right? So we'll see. So but speaking of that, do yeah. you have any gigs on the horizon? Um, you know, I've got things that I haven't announced yet because I've been kind of wondering if they're going to happen. But um, the Willie Aikens Jazz Festival, I haven't really announced it, but that's going to be august 23rd if 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 uh you know we're still having concerts 
Um, I got to talk to the Kranzberg and make sure that's still on because I don't know. Because if because that's at the dark room, right? It's at the um, um, the Grandel. Yeah. Okay. The, the dark room, and it'll spill out into the dark room after the show and before the show. Um, I've got a show in July. Uh, I think it's July seventh at the um, the West uh, the West End Theater uh, with uh, Steve Schenkel, who was a, a guitar. He was he was my uh, my very first um, advisor at Webster University. He was uh, head of the jazz department before Paul Demarinus at Webster. He's a guitar player, a great player, and I'm doing a show with him and Kevin Giannino and Rick Weiss. You know. Uh, straight ahead jazz. Um, I've got a show with uh, Tracer. That's also in July, near the end of July. I think it's July 24th or something. Uh, and that's uh, P. Tao Williams, Daryl Mixon, Gary Sykes, and also with Erica Johnson. Um, I have cool. some pr- private gigs. Uh, and I just kind of have put the brakes on booking um, and just have been busy recording and uh, and then the one of my favorite gigs is every other uh, Wednesday at um, um excuse me um, Scarlet <laughs> Scarlet yeah <laughs> I heard a low end rumbling I was trying to <laughs> it's my dog oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you think it was you <laughs> it could have been <laughs> that was not me that was the dog. <laughs> so uh yeah, so yeah Scarlet. and i share that with my daughter kayla and her uh trio version of her band crystal lady every other wednesday but i don't know when that's going to start back up so then i you know have some privates and weddings and stuff like that yeah yeah there's just a lot of unknown but um it would be interesting to see what happens with the the restaurant type gigs um, I think, yeah. you know, the festivals, I'm sure a lot of those won't be happening, unfortunately. Maybe some of the smaller concerts, um, just a waiting game. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking restaurants who might have to open up with limited, uh, you know, seating or, or occupancy. I don't know if they're going to have the money to pay for music because if you can only allow your place to be, you know, 30, 40, 50% occupied, then that, you know, the restaurant's got to survive. And uh, so who knows, maybe when this is all over with, people will just want to get out and 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 there's a boom. I don't know. I have no expectation one way or the other. And uh, we'll see what happens. But It's tough to plan forward. And so it's good that you're getting creative at least and making some music, making the most of what you can. Yeah. It's really uh, all you can do. Some of the most enjoyable work years of my life were in a studio. And now I've got one at home. It's, it's just, uh, it's great. I love it. I'll spend, sometimes I'll spend so much time mixing a tune before I know it. I look and I see the light shining through the, the back doors here. And, you know, I've been going for like 24 hours. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> crazy. <laughs> Mixing the same part over and over. <laughs> but when you're inspired, it'll it'll take you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, why don't we take two? We'll take quick two here, just a quick break. Um, and then we'll come back on. We'll see if anybody has any questions. We'll take okay. a 
little Q and A. I'll do. I'll do a share too. I'm gonna go look at my Facebook and. And share then we'll this. do a song. Cool. You have been listening to Coffee Conversations. I am your host, Jen LeBanc Billharts from Shock City School of Music. Thanks for tuning in so far. We are going to just step away for a quick break and a word from our sponsor. So stick with us and we will be right back. Are you or your kids bored at home? We have the answer. Virtual music lessons. Mobile friendly platform. One on one lessons with a professional music instructor. Group lessons and kinder music too. The world is moving online, so are we. Join us today. Music lasts a lifetime. Begin today. Visit shockcityschool.com to sign up. All right. So you said you're working on some music with Dave Black? Yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're going to do another record together. Um, Our first record was called Just the Two of Us, and... um, so uh, it was just a good experience, and you know we sold quite a few CDs to fans from the bandstand, and um, so we figured we'd do another one. Might uh, might put some originals on that, um, maybe a blend of originals and covers. And um, Willem von Humbrook, he's a bass player, mm-hmm. and he and I used to do just bass and voice. So we thought we'd do one of those records. Might be kind of boring for a lot of people, but it's something I want to do. <laughs> no, I don't think that's boring at all. It sounds neat. It's different, you know. So, um, and uh, first time I ever did that with him, it was very strange to not hear, uh, you know, um, harmony or you know chords, and to, to be able to just um, listen to the bass line and sing the melody. It was it was kind of tough for I don't know maybe the first couple times we did it and then um, as I, as I got more confident with it it became actually kind of fun and challenging and, and at the same time and just a different you know experience that um, made me feel better in a different way. Uh, there's nothing like for me performing is like uh, therapy. You know, it's you get those, uh, I guess those endorphins being released and you just, it's almost like getting high and I, <laughs> I love it. And it was kind of different. It's like a different, uh, blend of endorphins from just doing voice, uh, voice and bass versus, uh, you know, having harmony behind you, a harmonic instrument. Have you, so you've performed out with, with him before, just the two of you? Yeah, we haven't done it in a while. It's, it's probably been a good three years since we've done that. Um, and, um, it kind of, I want to do it again, but you have to have the right place. You you can't really do that at a, at a bar. Um, you, you, it's the, we, we did it at, uh, this one place called, uh, oh, it was in the central West end. They, um, 
I'll think about it in a minute. But it was a show. So it's it was a birthday show. Uh, both of our birthdays are in May. I got one coming up. He just had his. Um, I can't think of the place. It was on Belt and uh, over there off of Pershing. Um, guy from the one of the guys who teaches at Singlish University, I think, and plays in the symphony or has related ties to the symphony. He owned it. I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, did a few shows there. Jim Manley and I and Kurt Lannis did a show there. Um, it'll come to me. Uh, <laughs> we did a. We did one at Mojo Tapas, which was another restaurant that went out of business. So it's kind of a more of a laid back, artsy kind of a presentation, and you know, got to have the right venue. Sure, it's got to be absolutely. Show, you know. yeah. we'll have to appreciate it. Tavern of Fine Arts—that was the name of the place. Ah, uh, is it? It's not still around, is it? No, they they closed down uh, probably about three years ago. Yeah, I think okay. our last uh, bass and voice duo was there at Tavern of Fine Arts. And we packed the place, you know, and I had some really, um, you know, diehard fans. But uh, we'll do it again. That'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) What's your dog doing over there? She's (laughs) sleeping. (laughs) That's that's snoring? She's snoring. It's very loud. (laughs) I'm I'm tempted to throw my kid's CPAP machine on her. See if that helps. Your your kids have a CPAP? <laughs> this just got weird. <laughs> I'm You didn't Carla know a three year old could have obstructive sleep apnea? <laughs> I no, I thought that just happened to old fat old guys men. like me. <laughs> well, this dog's pretty big, but <laughs> yeah. you never know. My, my wife says I need one, but I, I don't You I don't snore hear like myself. the dog? That's nothing, yeah. Nice snore. <laughs> More like a bear. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, why don't we jump into a tune? Are you ready to play something? Um, yeah, I guess so. You know, right before this, as you know, uh, my wife was in a four-car accident just down the street from our house. And so when I was getting ready to set up and tune my guitar and get ready, she called and I had to rush down to to go get her and she's fine. There was three other cars in front of her that had two cars had a big smash and then they rolled into her and then I rolled into a car in front of her and then that car hit her. So uh, goodness. Um Well I'm glad she's okay. Yeah. Everyone else is okay too. Yeah. Well uh yeah. I, there was one lady that caused the accident who did leave in an ambulance, but I think she was fine, but her car looked demolished it was bad and um and another car was there was two cars totaled and then the car in front of my wife he he got hit in the front and then he rolled into her so he got hit front and back probably not total but who knows nowadays with body work they might total that car out right they just crunch so easily but yeah that's a busy intersection it was yeah baxter and clarkson yeah so yeah, I was trying to think. I don't know if I've. I know we're not technically live; we're virtually live. Right. But I don't know that I've seen you play the guitar before. Well. So. Let's do it. It'll be a treat. And uh, I'm not. I don't really consider myself a guitar player. I just use it to write with. But. That's I just use that as an excuse so that when I if I screw up. <laughs> 
I'll say, see, I'm not a guitar sure, player. Sure, it'll be great. <laughs> so, um, here's a song I wrote. Uh, I'm going to do, I just recently played a song about my wife that I wrote about a year ago. This one I wrote, I wrote this song right after Nathan Jatko um, left us because we were going to be working on some original music together and um, he was going to help me with some of the writing. And then um, I got inspired to write again after not writing for many years by watching my, my daughter Kayla writing with her band. And so this one kind of talks about, um, I guess so a lot of my songs are maybe too deep. <laughs> this one's about, you know, life and uh, um, things you learn as you get older. And uh, it kind of was, um, came to me after, you know, seeing a friend pass away and, and thinking about life again, you know. So this All right. One. I'm excited. He was a very talented musician. Yeah, he was. What's the song called? Called The Answer. Okay, here we go. Do your thing. When I was a young boy Touching the stars for answers And the reasons why Take me to that special place Where all the answers exist Rescue me From the sea No, 
now that I am older Everything's crystal clear No, I don't need all of the answers As long as I have you right here Now that I am older Everything's crystal clear I don't need all of the answers As long as I have you my Awesome. That was great. Thank you. I feel like I've heard that before. Is that possible? I think I played it out um, like right after I wrote it at um, the Tiki Bar. Yeah. Okay. Could have been there. I, play, I played it at the Tiki Bar. I recorded it once uh, and put it up on YouTube one time when I was still kind of working it out. <laughs> but yeah. Good tune anyways. Thank you. like it. <laughs> A little philosophical, and it's got some good yeah. substance. I need to write some happy songs now. Everything's so damn serious. Well, that's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm a very serious person. I like, I like songs like that. I do, too. It's very but, poetic. Uh, I think there's a lot in the lyrics, and lyrics are very important in how they fit in with the overall mood of the song. So I give yeah. you an A+. Plus. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for playing that. Yeah, it's fun. It's kind of weird because um, I kept hearing your dog snore while I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> here's another, here's a dog. <laughs> Is that a she or a he? It's a she. A she. <laughs> what's what's her name? Yeah, and while you were playing too, I was hearing the, the dog snore and I was thinking, I wonder if we can... Edit that yeah. dog out of here. <laughs> She's gonna have. I'm gonna have to put her outside next time. He's loud. <laughs> That's cool. I hear my dog barking outside. All right. So, where can we find your music online? Um, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all those places. Um, and just under Joe Mancuso. Yeah, and, and, and I've, I'm learning as I go, and um, I have basically two artists. One's Joe Mancuso, and that has my own first record, which is the jazz record with my five-piece you know, jazz group. That was the first one called uh, Cut to the Chase. And um, then my second record is with Day Black, just the two of us, but we're under a different artist name, which is Mancuso Black, because we thought that would be cool, like... Mm -hmm. Loggins and Messina, but without the amps, Mancuso <laughs> yeah. Black. But then now it's like, if someone, I can't, I have to separately cross-promote them. If someone Googles or goes to Spotify and they look up Joe Mancuso, they don't see Mancuso Black. Ah. So 
I don't know. Um, but we're going to put out more Mancusa Black records, and and then my name uh, is going to have start. It's not going to be just jazz in the future. Maybe I'll create another uh, group. Alias, the new name. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do Maybe have you'll one have. Alias. I've been thinking this whole time <laughs> about your Actually, mohawk. I've, I have three artists, but one you don't know about. Are you ignoring the mohawk statement? Oh, that's yeah, got to be mohawk. your that's got to be your album cover. I got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, it's going back. So well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Much different than the. It was compl- was it completely bald and then really tall on top? Yeah, is that what a, Kayla did? A, a for real mohawk, yeah. That was a little frightening. <laughs> <laughs> we were bored. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, I'll Not that you can't with... pull it off. I don't but... know. <laughs> that was fun. So uh, yeah, so I, I you could find me uh, on my website, Mancuso Jazz dot com um and uh just uh facebook um instagram but um i'm really trying to promote the uh spotify and um i think that's what it's all about nowadays is to get people checking you out on spotify and apple music and following you and getting you know active uh follows and listeners and um I'll be promoting very heavily uh, Crystal Lady's new album. We're producing the second sing- s- uh, single here. Uh, we'll start tracking the bass and guitar in the next, as soon as the uh, lockdown is, you know, finished, I guess. What are they saying? May 15th, May 18th, something? 18th. I don't know. 18th, yeah. County and city, yeah. Yeah, so we'll start tracking again. And um, I have all the drums recorded for 12 songs. Oh, wow. And, uh, scratch bass vocal and guitar and now we're going to go behind the scratch and really lay down the solid parts and start mixing and i think i'm just going to keep releasing their singles until we have i don't know four or five of them out and then just go ahead and finish up and do the album but it seems like a lot of people are just releasing single after single after single um you know some people say that's the way to go now with how music is consumed yeah, but you gotta have you gotta have an album to sell on the from the bandstand, and you know we could do an sure. EP, but but we might as well just do the album, do you know 11, 10, 11, 12 songs. Yeah, I like the whole album. I, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I've not really bought any music online. I'm everybody streams. I mean, I'm I don't. I'm vintage. If I want well, yeah. something, I'm going to get the CD and yeah. That's just me. You're old, I know Jen. <laughs> records are coming back, too. What'd yeah, you say? I know. I, I said, we, but you're old. No, I'm just I am so old, but no, the records. You guys should I, uh, put it on vinyl. Cassette. Yeah, that's it. I can't even believe that. Cassettes are coming back now, too. I know. That's wild. That don't make any sense. But uh, <laughs> They're awful. If people are going to buy them, we'll make some. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of it's it's kind of cool, but it also is kind of silly because that's that was like the worst format as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. It was just the portable format, you know. Right. Um, 
the wow and the flutter and the, you know, when I had a recording studio, I used to do cassette duplication and I was never happy with, you know, the product. I spent a lot of money on equipment to make, you know, cassette music uh, quality cassette duplication. And uh, it was just always problematic medium itself. I remember also taking them apart and splicing them and putting them back together. Fix people yeah. would bring in broken cassettes and I would fix them for <laughs> oh them. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Clayton Clayton Studio still does all that all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty good at that. <laughs> Someone's gotta yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think uh albums are cool. Uh, you know, the medium. Anyway. The liner notes, the big thing you can hold on to and pictures, you know, that was cool. Yep. Same thing with CDs, the whole, you yeah. got all the lyrics. I enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. I guess people yeah. don't do that anymore. They just have the little um, paper sleeve for CDs and you yeah. just get the CD and the artwork and that's it. Yeah. I like, you know, my first CD I did, uh, what do they call that, the... Um, where it's it's all paper, but it opens up, and I had liner notes in it. Um, forget what they call that, um, but it's got the plastic thing glued in there. But there's artwork behind it, and you pop the CD on there, and it's all paper. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what they call it, but and then the second CD, I went with the old uh, um, black and black back with this clear front uh, uh, clamshell or whatever you know, and and had an insert with some liner notes, but uh, I've never done the, uh, the sleeve. Um, that's just the least expensive way to go. Kind of like a right. record album that doesn't open. Yeah. But there's not enough real estate to put a whole lot of data on there. You know, no. she's really uh, snoozing over there. Yeah. <laughs> you have me self-conscious about this now. <laughs> mm. It's funny. It's part of the, I've got another. They're both make. They're both making noise. They're talking. <laughs> Just do a whole show on that on the dogs. So when's uh, the school gonna open back up? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly thinking, and I haven't had any official conversations with anybody yet. Gotcha. But probably first of June. Okay, a couple of weeks after the- and. There'll have to be a choice. I, I'll need to make sure the teachers are comfortable, the students are comfortable, and if they're not, right. we'll continue online. Um, my biggest concern is what I teach primarily, kinder music, because it's toddlers running around and you know, uh, this movement and music, and you can't, I mean, it's hard enough to get a two- and three-year-old to do what you need them to do. <laughs> So it's just, and that's part of, that's part of it, but you can't just have them all sitting in a row, six feet apart, doing nothing and not grabbing other people's instruments and thing. Um, That's going to be tough. Yeah. So that'll be challenging. But as far as the rest goes, um, hopefully in the next few weeks, people are eager and I'm eager to resume to normal. But we'll see. I mean, I've I've read a lot about singing, and that's probably going to be the most difficult is the voice lessons. 
Um, Why is that? Well, I don't know if you've seen articles being posted about um, people running, how you need like a 20-foot gap between people because of like the spray effect when you breathe differently. So same thing when you're singing, you're basically projecting out. Right. You've got this like spray effect. Gotcha. Um, Especially people that enunciate a lot. I mean, you're just going to organically be spitting. (laughs) Yeah. So you almost have to keep like 20 to 30 feet apart if you're truly going to. Got to wear the mask. Be mindful. I don't know how you could sing with a mask. I think that would be. And I've also heard there's problems with um, CO2 with breathing and singing, Uh. wearing the mask. (laughs) So there's not a good solution. You just basically, I guess, need a huge classroom to make it work um, if you're yeah. really going to follow the CDC guidelines. So we'll see. But she'll be get a bunch of Get a bunch of those, like, hamster bubbles. Put everybody in a bubble. There you go. Like, or like the boy in the plastic bu- uh, bubble. Yeah. What about those uh, inflatable dinosaur costumes? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that work? <laughs> Uh, anyways good to see you yeah thanks for having me on again hopefully i'll see you live somewhere whether you're performing or someone else's or cool something yeah look forward to missing music yeah yeah cool all right all right chat with you soon bye joe bye-bye bye All right. Well, that was Joe Mancuso. Thank you for joining us tonight. Coffee Conversations, episode four. And as you heard us talk about, um, we will be posting the audio as a podcast. That'll be going on Spotify, um, hopefully Apple and Google as well. And then the video portion will be going on YouTube. So be sure to follow us on all of those platforms, also on our social media, Shock City School of Music and Coffee Conversations as well. And we will be taking off this upcoming Sunday for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. And then we will be joining you back next Thursday. I've got another super special guest, uh, Jim Manley. He plays trumpet and jazz musician. So I'm excited to check in with with Jim Manley next Thursday, 7 o'clock. We will see you back live on Facebook. All right. Thanks for being here, everyone. Bye-bye.